Good Thursday morning to each and every one. This is Chris. You're listening to another episode of Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast. I hope that you're having a great morning and I hope that you've had a great week thus far. Some announcements today before we get started. Every Wednesday, Ignite Movement has its midnight prayer call. That's midnight Eastern Standard Time, 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. You dial 515-604-9094. The code is 692-608-467. We've regularly been meeting at 7 a.m. on Wednesday mornings. Last night, we started meeting at midnight Eastern Standard Time, 11 p.m. Central Standard Time with our very own Apostle Triplet brought the word of instruction and just prayers it was amazing insightful and impactful you can be so kind as to join us every wednesday because we're going to be on the line if you say hey chris i can't make it you can also send your prayer request to ignite pray at gmail.com and you spell that i-g-n-i-t-e-p-r-a-y at gmail.com okay so send those prayer requests and always 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 Feel free to join in with us in praying. And I say that because it, it, it Ignite Movement, when we say that all are welcome, we mean all. Because we wholeheartedly believe and live out the fact that there are no exclusions to Abba's love, grace, mercy, faithfulness, the relationship you can have with him. You know, we believe that wholeheartedly and we don't just want to pray for you and just, you know, hope the best. That's not our spirit. That's not how we are. We want to stand in the gap and pray with you for every single thing that you are believing God for. So come on and get on the line. You know, there's no specific method you have to use. It's just conversation. You just talk to God. Okay. And we'll join in with you and believing God for everything that you're believing God for every Wednesday midnight Eastern Standard Time 11 p.m. Central Standard Time you can't make it ignite pray at gmail.com also every Tuesday 7 30 Eastern Standard Time Facebook live in your search bar you know make sure you type in word and power ministry or look on ignite movements page we have Apostle Wallace's Bible study he's been doing the gray areas and what to do when you're in the middle it's been food for your mind spirit and soul you know join us as we join in with him and watch this bible study it has transformed lives it really is also coming up transformation nation with apostle petty john he's having a webinar on 8 17 2019 at 12 p.m it's called the weight method and what that means is this month uh that webinar addresses the area between the promise the idea the prophetic word business plan and manifestation materialization scaling that area can be called the weight and what we do with that space or time is vital to our growth development and maturity as well as the growth and development so it's called the weight method it's a webinar August 17th, 2019 at 12 p.m. Okay, make sure you check out all of these things. So that's Tuesday night Bible study. Uh, Apostle Petty John also does Wednesday night Bible study, usually on YouTube. You can check out Transformation Nation Wednesday night at midnight. Join us for prayer. Okay, 
those are the announcements for today we hope to see you we're always believing everything uh in prayer that you're seeking god to do we're believing it and standing with you you can send your prayer request to ignite pray at gmail.com so let's get started with today's verse we are looking i gotta pull up my scripture one moment The scripture that we're looking at today is Hebrews 11, 17 through 19. And it reads, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up from the dead. And I thought it was important to talk about, you know, the idea of being tested and how that looks in the scripture and what it means for our daily life. The historical context of our verse today is that Abraham and Sarah finally became the proud parents of Isaac. When Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90, the name of Isaac literally means laughter. It was joyous and a miracle because it was a demonstration of God's faithfulness in keeping his word because God had made a covenant, a promise to Abraham that Abraham would have a child and it came true. Yet with this blessing, with this promise, it also came a test. And we say that it's a test because in Genesis 22, let's read it. It says, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I will tell you about. And this verse is connected to our current verse of Hebrews 11, 17, 19. Stay with me. We say that, you know, it's a test because when we look at the verse that I just read, notice that God doesn't refer to the boy as Isaac, but as your son, your only son, whom you love. Abraham's affection had become adoration. Previously, Abraham's life had been about dependency on God's word, but now it was dependent on Isaac's love and well-being. The center of Abraham's life was shifting. Here's some questions to ask. Had Abraham been sacrificing for God or for the boy? Was God just a means to an end? To whom was Abraham ultimately giving his heart? Please note that no one is saying that it is wrong to love your kids, natural, you know, or spiritual ones. But what we are saying is that our love for our loved ones It shouldn't be so central and essential to our life that without them in it, our life would feel hardly worth living. Think about it another way. Tried, you know, the verse Hebrew uh, 17, excuse me, I have Hebrews 11, 17 through 19. The first part says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried. What does that mean? Tried means the process of testing an object to reveal its true quality. Abraham was tried by the Lord. How do you ask? It means, you know, let's let's talk about it. Abraham had waited 25 years for the fulfillment of a son. The joy and the miracle of this promise could also be connected to the idea of obtaining all you ever wanted. Yet, 
You know, now you've been asked to, you know, sacrifice, you know, this very son, you know. And, you know, what does that mean, you know, for our life? Here's what we learned from that. Abraham, you know, even though he had received all he ever wanted, Abraham drew his knife to slay his son. And Abraham learned something important about his own faith and level of consecration. What was that that you might ask? Abraham discovered that he was willing to do whatever the Lord asked him to do. There was nothing counterfeit. There was nothing lacking about Abraham's obedience to God. His commitment was real and authentic. Here's my point. Tests. And the point of this verse, tests are never about God testing you to learn new information about you. Because Abba knows everything there is to know about us. Yet the test does teach us something about ourselves. Every test that we go through is being done for our own self-discovery. I know we get bogged down with the circumstances, the details of what's happening, but I also believe that it's in those areas that we focus just on that, we miss the lesson or the objective. Every opportunity, every experience in our life is a training ground to learn more about who we are. You know, do we really believe what we say? How much do we trust God? How do we handle and interact with our siblings in the body of Christ? What do we do when he asked us to go and we don't know the how or where, but he said to go? What do we do when he asked us to sacrifice the very thing that we've always wanted or that he gave us? What is our heart attitude? What's our character like then? Is Abba still first in those times? Is he still the main thing then? At the time of this scripture, Abraham, you know, speaking with God, scripture had never recorded any instances of God bringing someone back from the dead. Yet Abraham's faith was so strong in God's assurance that he felt God could resurrect, you know, Isaac. At least that's what historians say, you know, if need be. And possibly, you know, it could be said that that's what this verse means, because poetically speaking, God did bring, you know, Isaac back from death by sparing him after Abraham had committed to follow through with the sacrifice. Think about it another way. In our life, we have many disappointments and troubles that beset us. Look at them more closely and you realize that most the most agonizing of them could possibly be, you know, have to deal with our own Isaacs. In our life, there are always some things that we invest in to get a level of joy and fulfillment. Yet the problem with that is that's the place God, you know, has to have in our life. You know, another person has often said, I read it some time ago, that even, you know, the best aspects of our life, be it bay, our spouse, our career, our kids, our ministry, none of them takes the place or can have the foothold that Abba is supposed to have in our life. You know, and what happens, you know, in our life when the very thing that we've always wanted, the Isaac, the idol, you know, is being threatened or removed, you know, what happens? When that happens in our life, when we're tested, you know, in that area. And I think that we can respond in two ways. We can either opt for bitterness and despair and we can feel entitled to wallow in those feelings, saying things like, I've worked all my life to get in this place. What in the world do you mean? I'm going to have to start over that this marriage, this relationship is over, that this career is no longer here, that this person that I thought that would always be here, that this church, that this whatever this you know, Isaac represents is no longer there. 
you know, you know, or what happens when we've slaved our whole lives to give people in our lives everything that we could and then they repay us in ways that we never thought that they would. We may feel at liberty to lie, to cheat, to take revenge or throw away our principles in order to get some relief. Or we may simply live in a permanent level of despondency or else you know we could be like Abraham is showing us you know he took the knife and was prepared to slay his son anyway he walked up to that mountain it didn't tell us what his feelings were it didn't tell us that it you know as he was walking up to that mountain he was saying you know what I can't believe you're doing this to me I you know we waited 25 years and now I got to sacrifice him I didn't you know not Abba but Abraham didn't say any of those things he was still committed to being obedient and that's my point you know when our tests and, and things that we go through they're about you know learning who we are in those moments when we're sacrificing when we're asked to lay you know at the altar the very thing you know we might have asked our before and he gives it to us or maybe that's not even it at all it's just it's a test that we're facing and my point is when Abba asks us to lay something you know, on this altar, he has an intent to give us something bigger and better. He wants to put in, you know, in our hands something bigger and better. But as long as we're clutching and to what we have right now, we're not free to receive the great things he wants to give us next. Another way of, you know, thinking about this is there's a popular TV show. I love to watch it. And I remember it was an episode where one of the doctors was, you know, in despair because she was talking about the experience of, you know, carrying her child to school every day, <coughs> excuse me, and holding his hand. And then he let her hand go. And then she was also categorizing that same, you know, experience at the experience of mentoring, you know, future residents that were now doctors and just the despair that now they too had let go of her hand. Yet her mentor says to her, you know what happens when someone let goes of your hand? She says what? He says, you get your hand back. You're now free to grasp the next thing. That's my point. When we're holding on to you know, the past or we're not following through with whatever the test and the lesson, you know, is trying to show us we're not free to receive the great things that Abba wants to give us next. Here's my point. Everyone in life faces tests. You know, God tests our heart through people and through life situations. Life is a relentless learning process. Every situation, every problem, every people, difficulty, and oppositional circumstance has something to teach us about God and ourselves. I say it again, every situation, every problem, every people, difficulty, every oppositional circumstance has something to teach us about God and ourselves, teaches us about God and ourselves. Through it all, we learn to stand in God and press into his majesty, into his sovereignty, into his grace grace into who he wants to be for us. We learn to overcome. We learn to persist. We learn to receive under pressure. We learn to trust him. We learn to rejoice always and in everything, give thanks. And most importantly, we learn God's will for us in all circumstances. You know, think about that. What's the test really about? You know, check where you are when you're tested. 
Have you made something an idol? Have you made something a counterfeit God? Have you given something a higher place, a higher level uh, importance, and that's not where it's supposed to be? You know, I'm talking to you from a place of, of being a person that has, you know, sought other things to be the main thing in my life. I've sought a career to be the main thing in my life. I've sought romantic relationships, approval, acceptance to be main things. And while, you know, at the surface level, no one's saying that it's wrong to have a great career, to have a great romantic relationship. It's it's definitely nothing wrong with being accepted and approved of, but we can't give that a, a space of unhealthiness in, in a place of where that's more than, than God is. You know, and I know that for real because I can remember a situation back maybe about eight years ago where um, I was trying to, you know, take my now wife home to meet my parents. And I remember, you know, being honest and upfront about the fact that I was gay and who, you know, who this woman, you know, was in my life and just being upfront and honest about it and being completely upset that they were like, you know, you can't bring that here. You know, the ministers here. You just can't you just can't do that. And I remember just saying, well, OK, great. I won't you know, not great, but I was just like, OK, I won't come. And I remember I went on to the store. Because we had decided to have, you know, a different plan and spend time together. And I just remember being despondent in that grocery store. I can see myself walking through the aisle just being, you know, sad. And I remember I was saying to me, why does their approval matter when you have mine? I wish I could tell you that then I had a great answer and I knew how to respond then. But later, you know, I had to, had to go around the same mountains over and over again, learning that, you know, my authenticity and who he made me is totally good, that I'm great. There's nothing else to be. I don't have to perform. I have his love. I have his grace. I have his mercy. He's been faithful. He's been kind. He's been good to me. And just like he's been it to me, he is it to you each and every day. And the tests that we face in life teach us that. That's what they teach us. We have to stay in the lesson. And I know it's hard because there are some lessons that make absolutely no sense as a believer, as a ministry leader. There's some things that people face that I mean, I don't have a good scripture to give you because I don't understand why it's happened to you. Yet I know that even in this dark time, even in this Pit, even as a person that's in transformation, Abba has a good plan for my life. And I'm going to stay in here and trust him. Even if he asked me to sacrifice the very thing that I asked him for, the very thing that I waited 25, 35, 15, 5, 2 years for. And he says, you know what? I'm taking that. I'm going to still trust him that he's going to give me something greater, that he is greater. And I encourage everyone to think about that. To think about that for your life today. What does the test mean? It means something greater than the circumstantial things that we give it to mean. Because everyone faces tests in life. There's no way to get out of life without being tested. We have to stand and press into who our is for us. His great and unfailing love for us. His relationship that he desires to have with each and everyone that no one else's belief, no one else's thoughts of you can take away. He is always here for us. He pursues us. And that's who we are. Our identity is in who in him. We are the much loved children of God. 
He loves us greatly, deeply, and immensely. And there's not a single thing you can do today, yesterday, or in the future that will change that. And when he he tests us, it's definitely not a test of any of those things because we always have that. But the thing that it is a test is it teaches us about our own discovery of who we are as we're growing. It's about development. That's what we're doing when we're being tested. We're developing. I wish that was an easier way, but life doesn't work like that. Would you really learn it if every single thing was joy? I know we'd like to believe that we would, but that's not how this works. Reflective questions for you to think about as you think about this lesson. I know I've probably given you a lot of things, but I want you to remember everyone faces tests in life. God tests our heart through people and through life situations. Life is relentless learning process. Every situation, every problem, people, difficulty, and oppositional circumstance has something to teach us about God and ourselves. When we think about the verse that we read today, all of them, what do the tests you've undergone reveal about you that you need to know? How do you think Abraham felt after he passed his test on Mount Moriah? What did he discover about himself and his own willingness to obey God? What tests are you going through right now? What is he trying to show you? I hope you write us and let us know at encouragingyourspiritpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send feedback and prayer requests to that, you know, email address. We're here all the time for you. That's all I have for today. I thank you so very much for taking time and space to tune in and listen and be a part of our podcast ministry family. I look forward to talking with you next week. Same time, same place. Peace. And remember, I love you. And you can never change it. You have a great day and a great rest of your week.